All right, today our reading is Romans chapter 11. This is one of the more difficult chapters in the book of Romans. But in it, uh, Paul continues to elaborate on a theme that he began in chapter 9 regarding God's plan to open the door of salvation through the gospel to the Gentiles. Paul talked in Romans 9 about how a hardening had come upon the Jews in order that the Gentiles might now be included in the people of God more fully. An issue that he will uh, address again here. And this chapter ends with the magnificent doxology um, to the Lord. So let's, let's consider just a couple of truths to be found here. It's part of what makes this, uh, dif- this um, chapter difficult are the same issues that we talked about in Romans 9. So um, we'll, uh, we'll just note a couple of other things uh, from chapter 11. Uh, first, uh, I guess we could summarize the first thought as God's truth is marching on. Um, as I, I was just saying, Paul is continuing a discussion that he began back in chapter 9 regarding the inclusion of the Gentiles and the people of God. For two chapters, Paul has been lamenting the fact that his own people, the Israelites, were seemingly in mass rejecting the gospel of Jesus Christ and walking away from the salvation that, that God had sent through him. And he lamented because of all people, the Jews should have seen it coming and been ready for it, but they weren't. On the other hand, Paul uh, rejoices, in, rejoices in two things. One, that there is a remnant, as he puts it, among the uh, Israelites that believe. Uh, and two, that the door uh, has been, in the providence of God, opened wide for the Gentiles to be folded into the family of faith. In the last chapter, uh, Paul had a strong call for all Christians to be intentional about taking the gospel to those who had never heard, Romans 10, uh, 13 through 17. And now, here in chapter 11, uh, Paul essentially gives further motivation to go and tell because that is because God is moving among the Gentiles to save his people. When, When we go and are faithful to bear witness for Jesus Christ wherever and whenever we go, we can be assured that it is not completely up to us to be successful. God is the one who is already working. Our job is not to save anyone. That's what God does. Our job is to be faithful. God will certainly save his people. But then secondly, um, note then the kindness and severity of God. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a phrase later in the chapter. Uh, it's interesting uh, how Paul proceeds with the discussion. In verse 2, He says to the Gentiles, to whom God has now turned, he says in verse 22, Note then the kindness and severity of God. What does he mean by this? He continues to explain severity toward those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness, otherwise you too will be cut off. Now, This is a verse that could be some cause for consternation if we don't think carefully about it. What is Paul saying here? Well, Paul has spent all this time laying out how God had, in some sense, hardened the Israelites for their failure to to respond believingly to the gospel of salvation and had now turned to the Gentiles to, uh, the language he uses, to graft them into the tree of his people. Now, he's urging the Gentiles not to make the same mistake that the Israelites made. 
Paul says in verse 17 that they were broken off because of their unbelief. Though they were outwardly identified among the people of God because they were um, circumcised Israelites. Outwardly they were they belonged to the people but they were not truly among the people of God inwardly because they did not believe. And this is why Paul said back in chapter 9 verse 6 that not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel. In like manner, Paul warns the Gentiles uh, in verse 21, if God did not spare the natural branches, that is, the, the Israelites, neither will he spare you, verse 21, and the Gentiles. Just because God is turning to the Gentiles doesn't mean they are receiving his favor merely because they are Gentiles, any more than the Israelites received his favor merely because they were Israelites. The Israelites were cut off because of their unbelief. And the same will happen to Gentiles if we do not believe. Furthermore, just like the Israelites were somewhat, uh, somewhat outwardly identified with the people of God, we too can be outwardly identified among the people of God through our involvement in the church or even a profession of faith. But also, just like them, while all the outward things about us make others believe we are among the people of God and we may have even deceived ourselves based on these outward things, the true measure of our belonging to the people of God is that we, according to verse 20, stand fast through faith. That is, we believe and continue believing and bear the natural and expected fruit of believing. Certainly we don't work this up in ourselves, but the grace and spirit of God do this work in us if we are truly of God. As, as John Murray puts it, uh, that the more we work for our sanctification, the more we may be sure that God is already working. So uh, it, it, this, is, this is God's work in us. He, he calls us and he, he saves us and he will sustain us. And he says in verse 29, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. If God saves us, he will not revoke it or let us go. The evidence that we are truly of God and born of his spirit is the same as it was with the Israelite. Do we truly believe? All the religious activity in the world cannot be the basis um, and serve as the substitute for that one requirement of faith. If it didn't save the Israelite, it will not save you or me. Faith in Christ is the root. The works are the fruit. Those are just some thoughts from Romans chapter 11.